Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. How are you doing? Happy Monday to you. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, September 25th, 2018, and of course, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success, right? It is my desire to provide you with tools and resources that will help you to generate that six or seven figure income. After all, we're in business to do what? Make money. Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. And you've got to be brave, bold, courageous, and step outside of that box to have the things that you want. Well, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend. And of course, as a reminder, as I always will, if you didn't take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and task schedules are supporting your goals for this week, ladies, please do so immediately following the show because this is going to help you, of course, to stay focused and keep clear on your priorities. Now, this is such a great time to just flash over on another line, call one person, hey, listen, Successful Woman Radio is live on the air. If you can, listen to the show for a few minutes. And, of course, give them the phone number, dial in at 347-637-2589. And from all of you out there in the Internet world who are listening via a smart device, your PC phone, um, your tablet, online, go ahead and go to your favorite social media platform and just put Successful Woman Radio live on the air. Listen now. And Pop in the phone number, 347-637-2589, or drop the link, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio. Well, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We'll be on about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit over. Um, We're cutting the show just a little bit short today, Um, but I want to make sure that you guys have the last episode installment for the month on the power of follow-up. Now, today I'll be discussing five important leadership skills for follow-up. Did you know, by the way, that follow-up skills, in my opinion, are the most important asset a business leader can have? I mean, if you know how to follow-up, that means that you know how to do all of the things necessary to follow through on your business and to implement and get things done. And as a leader, that is something that you have to have. It is, it is um, literally a no negotiation on that. Follow-up skills you have to have. And so what I want to do um, today as we are talking about the power of follow-up, I just want to talk about those leadership skills and, and let you know what they are. So that will be in just a little bit. But, of course, we have additional lineup for you today 
five questions to generate cash in 2018. And then, of course, I still want to read to you um, some information from The Little Black Book of Connections uh, by Jeffrey Gittimer. Excellent book, and um, I want to go ahead and continue to read a little bit more um, from this book for you. And then, of course, we will come back around to the five most important leadership skills. Right now, of course, I'm going to go ahead and go right into the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Here's number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? And, of course, as you know, you've got to know what you're trying to go for, right? You've got to know what type of sales you're trying to bring in. And you need to know that by Friday, I really would like to see this many contracts written up, or I'd really like to sell this amount of products, or I would like to have this many clients who have retained my services. Now, that's going to be dependent on how you have been following up with individuals that you've been connecting with and how you've been working that closing the sale process, right? Here's number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Um, without marketing, there would be no business. And so for many of you that are listening, if, if you're not receiving phone, frequent phone calls, inquiries, people filling out your contact form on your web website, uh, then that's, a, that's an issue because the whole purpose of you having a marketing system is so those things will be happening. So if they are not, that is a huge red flag for you to go back to the drawing board and to rehash, revamp that marketing strategy, uh, maybe go and look at some of your competitors who seem to be doing well, go back and look at your industry association to see what statistics they have out there, what suggestions that they may have, and even possibly work with a marketing consultant to help you strengthen your marketing strategy. So again, um, I, you know, it, it amazes me a lot that sometimes as women, we can get cocky about who we are and what we do and feel like we know everything. And maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, we are nurturers, we are caretakers, we are the mother figures, and we have taken on this role that we can fix it. It's going to be okay. Mama's going to take care of you kind of an attitude. Um, and so we have gotten accustomed to not reaching out and seeking help, but instead trying to figure out how we can um, take care of a situation ourselves when we may not have all of the skills necessary or all of the information or guidance necessary to have a successful outcome. So I think sometimes as women we have to really go back and say, okay, look, um, I need to go ahead and make a list of things that I know that I cannot do successfully. And I need to look at how I can create a power team of people that will be able to compensate for the areas that I lack in or the areas that I'm not as strong in. And that is something that I do know, coaching women for multiple years, that is something that I do know that as women, we do have that in common. Now, I'm not saying every woman does, but 
from what I have recognized from my own clientele, uh, including myself, by the way, let's keep it transparent, um, you know, we all have that issue of wanting to handle and take care of things on our own. If we need a website, we'll go to the bookstore and buy a book on how to do a website, uh, or we'll go online and look at a bunch of YouTube videos on how to do a website. Now, is there anything wrong with that? No, it's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that at some point, we have to move into a role that is more aggressive. Uh, it is a more smarter role to work in in order to see faster results, right? And so it is with implementing your marketing system. Um, if you don't know everything and you're really, you're really needing to see results and generate some sales quickly, right, then time is not on your side to take time to go to classes, go on YouTube, read books to try to figure it all out. It's going to require you to go ahead and pull from your power team of people, by the way, that you have already made relationships with so that you can go ahead and get the job done. So very, very important. Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? Again, have I identified a minimum of three people, new people, by the way, to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? You know, one of the things that I figured out, my, my huge, huge aha moment with making money in business it really all began with me. That's why I love that word synergy because synergy is all about you sparking action. And then what happens is once you spark the action to do what you need to do in your business, synergy starts occurring and, and all the things that you're going to need kind of start coming to you. And so um, three new people to talk with daily is a part of the synergistic strategy that business owners should have. You should be taking advantage of your social media platforms that you have joined, people that you have friended, people that have friended you on LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook. You should be taking advantage of that because I can tell you right now, when people are reaching out to you, they're reaching out to you for some reason, whether they want something from you or they're trying to uh, get you to give them something, um, again, you need to be knowing how to take advantage of all of the connections. And, uh, and that includes networking as well. So in order for you to, you know, talk with three people daily, you have to have started making the connections at least a week prior because you can't have all of those people scheduled on the same day that you're trying to make connections with them, it's going to take some time. It's going to require you to send private messages, inviting them to a connection call. It's going to require you to um, then schedule it on your calendar. It's going to require you to do all of those things. So it's going to take some time. So the people that you connected with the day before, I'm sorry, the week before, should be the people that you're talking to this week people that you, you connect with next week should be the people that you're talking with and connecting with this week. So you should try to keep a week or two ahead of time so that 
um, you will allow that time to be on your side and that synergy can really, really take place. And what I discovered for my own self is that I usually have around the 90 to 95 percentile um, positive response of people who say, yes, Trina, let's have a connection call. Now, I am doing an article this week on how to make connection calls um, and in that article, I'm going to give the script and everything because I've had people to say, well, Trina, can you go back over that? And I realized I had not done an article on the Women About This blog about um, making a, inviting people for a connection call. So I'll be doing that article this week. So stay tuned to womenaboutbiz.net for that. Here's number four in the five questions to generate cash in 2018. You know, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? You know, last Monday I shared that sometimes you can be overzealous and think that just because you have a packed calendar that it means that you're on top of things, but that's not really the case. You won't know that you're on top of things until you actually go in and take a look at your goals, your milestones. What is it that I'm supposed to be accomplishing this month or this week? And then making sure that all of the tasks that are required to get implemented that's going to support you accomplishing that goal have already been plotted and entered in on your calendar. So either you have in different time slots uh, people that you need to follow up with about certain items that pertain to accomplishing that goal, or either you need to um, go ahead and do the actual task yourself. And I'm going to be giving you some tools that I forgot to give you guys on last Monday in regards to follow-up, but that will definitely help with this as well. And last but not least, number five, five questions to generate cash in 2018. What must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Again, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? You know, I am so convinced that leadership is normally, you know, up there in the percentiles of 80 to 90 percent of why most business women are not succeeding. I am, I am really praying fervently um, to God for guidance in developing um, a leadership academy for women on the Women About Biz website where. I share with you all of the leadership skills that I realized I needed to to get in order to be a better CEO for my company. And so I'm hoping, I don't know, I can't give you an answer as to if that's going to be ready this year, but I am praying that it is something that we start off 2019 with because I realize how important leadership really is every day for myself. And I realize that every time I put in a new habit, a new skill that I have learned or strengthened, I notice a spark in the amount of money that I'm bringing in because my leadership abilities have strengthened. So again, I, I believe that if you really embrace the fact that if you constantly ask yourself this question, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward, then you are going to have many aha moments as to why you have not improved in certain areas of your business. 
Now, one of the things that I have always recommended uh, is a position description. That's really where you should start because, of course, we all have so many multiple things that we need to improve in our lives and as business leaders. So you can't do it all at once. So a good starting point for you as a business leader is to really know what your position description is. What should you be working on daily, weekly, monthly, annually? What should you be working on? And once you know those things, then you can uh, assume your leadership position feeling confident that you are clear on what it is you should be working with. So it starts with you creating a position description for yourself as the leader of your business and moving from there. So there you have it. Five questions to generate cash in 2018. Now, ladies, as you know, it is your responsibility. Um, You have the power to create your streams of abundance. And, of course, it all begins with you taking swift and immediate action. For those of you that have tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. Hey, thanks to all of you for your patience. We were having some technical difficulties this morning. So before the show even started, I said, you know what, let me just deal with this. And we started the show at 1230 Eastern. So thank you to all of you who dialed into the show today at 1230. And of course, we will um, resume our normal schedule at 12 noon starting on next Monday. Um, I want to go ahead for those of you who are new to the show, and I want to share with you who we are and what we are all about, okay? You know, Successful Woman Radio is definitely all about providing you, the woman in business, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, get this, generating the income that you desire, those six and seven figures. That is our goal, right? And so please mark your calendar every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern and be empowered with information that you'll be able to put to use right away. And if you can, go ahead and share Successful Woman Radio with a friend, with a business associate, with your team, anyone that you feel could benefit from being in a positive environment and receiving valuable information for their business that they will be able to put to use right away. Now, you know you can listen to previous broadcasts of the show, right? You can simply visit womenaboutbiz.net, click on podcast in the top right menu bar, and then from there, just look over in the right-hand column and click on the player or select the show that you would like to listen to. Now, usually we have about, I would say, five to seven previously broadcasted shows at a time. So that means that you can go back and listen to the whole month of shows for the month um, of September or for part of August. So I encourage you to take advantage of that because we've been having some really packed boards, and I know a lot of people have been listening from online, and we've been getting wonderful feedback from a lot of listeners saying that we have been right on the money with the information we've been providing um, on the shows this last month or so. 
Now is the time again for you to click over on another line and simply share today's live broadcast again with another friend, business associate, or family member. It's not too late. Let them know that we are talking about the power of follow-up um, and have them dial into 347-637-2589. I want to go ahead right now. And I want to read a little bit to you from the Little Black Book of Connections. Now, we talked about last week, um, I went back and shared with you some of the, the secrets of, of getting yourself known, okay? And today, um, I want to share with you from uh, Chapter 6, or Asset 6, as he calls the chapters, I want to share with you a little bit about you know, the importance of the power of friendliness because a lot of the times we go to networking events uh, and the time we get to the networking event, we take our behinds and go sit right down at a table and don't say anything to anybody and and we think that we're going to walk away with new connections and it just doesn't work that way. But at what the author, Jeffrey Gittimer, in the Little Black Book of Connections says, about the power of friendliness. He says, do you consider yourself a friendly person? Do you consider yourself a likable person? Friendly and likable go hand in hand, he says. He says, look at the first page of this book. All things being equal, people want to do business with their friends. Then look at the opposite page. All things being not quite so equal, people still want to do business with their friends. These two statements have a huge impact on making connections, getting referred connections, and maintaining connections. Friends is the root word of friendly, and friendly is a key to your success that cannot be measured. Friendly is also an attitude, one that must be in constant positive so that all possible connections will be attracted to you. Maybe you can see it better through those at the opposite end of the spectrum. Think of people you know that are unfriendly, bitter, cynical, negative, and unkind. They are people you avoid like the plague, right? He says, make an effort today to be proactive, friendly. Compliment people at random. See if you can create 10 smiles. It's easy to do. I do it all the time. It's like a friendly exercise. I flex my friendly muscle every day. And this is something, that, uh, you know, I'm speaking on the, as a side note, but this is something that you really should take advantage of. Try to do the friendly uh, muscle exercise. And, and, again, he says compliment people at random. So this is like when you're in the grocery store, when you're out shopping, when you're going about your day, doing your daily chores, see if you can create 10 smiles. And, again, what you will notice is, you're going to have some people that look at you like you're crazy, like, why are you so perky, right? But then you're also going to have people that smile back at you. And some people will even go the extra mile to speak or say you have a beautiful smile. And, again, as you know, that's a leeway to offer them something or to compliment them as well, okay? He says, if you want to get things more friendly um, at work or in your business, he says, I have the formula and the strategies for implementation. And he wants you to go to www.gitomer, and that's spelled G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And he wants you to register as a user and enter the word friendly into what he calls the Git box. 
And once you enter that in, he's going to send you an implementation formula to use to get things more friendly in, in your business or at work, okay? So very, very important. And, you know, again, he talked about wowing them and wooing them, memorability plus value. He says, when's the last time somebody said wow to you about something you did for them or someone else? Have you ever had wow done unto you? If you have, you'll never forget it. He says, I will never forget the day I checked into the Burbank Hilton Hotel and found that the staff, instead of giving the traditional food basket, had called my office found out I collected sports memorabilia and placed a baseball in my room autographed by 30-plus members of the hotel staff. When will I throw that ball away? Answer, never. Who will I show that ball to? Answer, everybody. What did I say when I got that ball? I said, wow, and I continue to say wow every time I retell the story. He says, receiving a wow it's often a combination on the giver's part of creativity, memorability, and personalization. Sometimes I do corporate events where they want me to wear that garment that they have chosen for the meeting. It's usually nice, but something I'm going to wear more than once with the exception of these three, I'm sorry, with the exception of three events over the past 10 years, okay? So again, you know, he's talking about being friendly, being open, not being a cynical person, but being a person that is friendly, a person that smiles, a person that um, has a warm disposition, a, a warm and welcoming aura, okay? Look up the definition of aura, which is so important. Look that up, and you will, you will see what it says, and then ask yourself the question, um, do you have a warm aura, okay, a warm aura? Um, now, this is what the, I want to go ahead and just read this to you, okay? This is what the dictionary says an aura is, A-U-R-A, aura, aura. Some people say it differently depending on the different part of the country that you live in, Okay. But the dictionary says that an aura, okay, is a natural phenomenon characterized by the appearance of streamers or a red-greenish light. Or if it's a human being, it is characterized by uh, a warm sensation or a feeling of charged particles from the sun. Um, so in, in other words, an aura gives off light. It gives off a warm sensation. Now, when you normally, from the human standpoint, says that someone uh, has a good aura or you didn't get a good aura from that person, it either means one of two things. It means that you either felt a warm sensation coming from that person or it means that you felt a cold sensation coming from that person. And uh, most of the time you're going to run, run and stay away from that person like a plague if they had a cold aura, meaning they made you feel unwanted, they made you feel unfriendly, um, they made you feel as though you 
uh, were an enemy of some sort. And you want to stay away from people like that, right? So that's what he's talking about, about friendliness. He's saying that you want to have a warm aura, a warm glow when you are talking to people because it's all a part of connecting. So, of course, when you go to a networking event or any function, never sit down um, as though you're not there to network, but shake hands, give off a warm aura, be friendly, do whatever you need to do before you get there to adjust your attitude if you have just had an argument or or you've just had a rough day. You need to do something such as exercise, deep breath, pray, meditation. Do something to get your mind back into a positive and warm mood before you go to a networking event so that you will have a warm glow, a warm aura, right, that sends positive signals to the people that you are talking to. So I want to go ahead and I want to go right into our show topic for today, which is five important leadership skills for follow-up, okay? Now, I do want to say this because this is so very, very important, and that is we've been talking about follow-up for the last couple of weeks on the show, and I want to go back over and talk about why follow-up is so pivotal, why it's so important to your business. Okay, implement in your business, your sales strategy, your marketing strategy, any funnels that you've created, autoresponders you've created to communicate with your customers or clients, any phone calls that you have received or inquiries. Uh, All of those things lead back to you closing the sale and generating an income for your business, right? And then when you look at the back side of that, the back office, your, your office, your daily workflow, you know, getting out those emails, uh, developing different marketing materials and pieces, writing articles, uh, preparing reports for customers, prospective customers, doing presentation material, um, bookkeeping, updating your website, all of those things, all of those things, support the front side of you generating sales. So as a result, none of it is worth anything without implementation. And then implementation in and of itself, a very powerful uh, technique, is nothing without following up on what has already been implemented, right? And so it's just very, very important for you to understand um, the power of follow-up. There is power, true power in follow-up. And I need all of you who are listening to the show and all of you who are going to listen probably to a previous broadcast of this show, you need to understand and get real with about being successful in business, and you need to understand that there are certain leadership skills that must be put in place in order for you to properly follow up in your business and with other people, okay? So here's the first of the five most important leadership skills for follow-up. The first is time management. Now, I know, uh, you know, time management is one of those um, It's one of those topics where a lot of people take it for granted. Well, you know, who can't just plop something into a time management schedule 
and then just, you know, open their calendar every day and do what it says. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. There are more people than none that have serious issues with time management, okay? But in order to follow up as a leader, you have to not only be a good manager of the time that you have been blessed with every day, but you also must schedule time to follow up, okay? Um, You can't just say, I'm going to follow up, and then imagine that time is going to appear for you to follow up because you've already planned your schedule. You should already have activities in your calendar, and one of those activities is going to have to be follow-up time, okay? Very, very important. So time management. And then the second um, important leadership skill for follow-up is going to be delegation. Now, I know that a lot of business owners say to themselves, I'm a small business. I'm a micro business. I'm not making that much money. So I'd rather do everything myself because I need to pay myself an income. But if you keep thinking that way, if you keep thinking that way, you're never going to make money, okay? Because in order for you to make money, you have to release yourself from a lot of the tasks and chores and duties in order to be the ambassador for the business, to be able to push people uh, to the marketing side, to be able to represent the company to larger groups. And you can't do that if you are always a laborer and you're always doing everything, right? Now, there are some times when you will have to say to yourself, well, I'm going to have to do this because I don't have the money at this time because I have an important personal bill that can impact my life and impact my mental well-being if I don't get something paid or done. That's understandable. But, you know, you've got to balance and you've got to figure, you've got to understand that um, sometimes you have to let go of less money for your income in the beginning or at certain points in your business in order to pay to, uh, to delegate tasks to other people who can do it quicker and faster than you can, which is so important, okay? So delegation is key. Now, in the spirit of delegation, this is what I want to point out to you as far as a leadership skill is concerned. Delegation is the art of assigning a task to a professional for the purpose of getting that task managed and done quickly. That's what delegation is. But it also means that through that delegation, you still hold and accept the power of follow-up for yourself. So even when you delegate to someone else, it still means that you're supposed to schedule times to follow up with that person to hold them accountable. Absolutely, the accountability still falls in your lap with delegation. Now, what delegation is not, delegation is not abdication. And important for you. Abdication is when you delegate something to someone and then you're expecting them to do all of the follow-up and expecting them to figure out when the project's going to get done. In other words, you, you hand it off to them and you leave it alone and you never follow up. That's abdication. 
And I can tell you that I have seen a lot of business women abdicate projects, and then they get upset and angry at the other person because the project is not completed or finished. Well, think about this. If someone gives you a task or a project and they don't give you a deadline, they don't give you parameters, they don't tell you what they're expecting of you, then you're going you're gonna to just deal with it on your own timeline, right? You're not going to deal with it on their timeline. You're going to deal with it on their own timeline, on your own timeline. So, again, when you delegate to someone, it means that you still bear the responsibility of holding yourself accountable along with the other person. So you must schedule time in your planner to follow up with whomever you delegate it. But it's going to help if you go ahead and lay out the parameters of the task that you're getting ready to delegate. If you have examples that you can give, that's going to help them to, to, to really recognize what you want. Uh, if you can give them a little bit of background on, on the task and, and why you need it done in such a way, uh, the more you give them when it's due or you want a draft by a certain date and then a first draft and then you want a second draft and then the deadline is such and such date, everything must be wrapped up. Um, all of that is very, very important, okay? And I myself, even with a few people, I love their work. They do excellent work. But even myself with certain people that I work with, I notice sometimes they are late, which makes me late getting stuff out to my clients. And my coach made a really good recommendation. He said, why don't you create a penalty clause in your agreement with them doing a particular project or task? In other words, if they don't finish it on this date, you get 15 to 20% taken off of the bill because you are letting them know how important it is for them to finish that task on time. So as long as it's nothing that you have done that's holding them up, if they're the ones that's late and you're holding them responsible and you are following up and holding them accountable and yet they still are not coming through on the agreed date, maybe they should be the ones to be penalized but not you. So, again, I thought that was an excellent idea because it's it's kind of like, hey, I've tried a lot of things with you, um, and I always still get stuff not on time. So in, uh, in order for us to start keep working together, I would like to add a penalty clause for not turning things in on time. And, you know, I'm expecting my clients to hold me accountable. Um, I'm realizing just how important it is when you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. And I must admit, it it is awesome a weakness that I have that I will give a client a date that I'm going to get something to them, and then um, I'm working on it, but I realize I underestimated the amount of time that it's going to require me to get, get that to them. That is when you need to email your client or call your client. I like email because I like having a paper trail, but that is when you need to call them or email them and say, I underestimated the time it's going to require me to get this done. I need to move the deadline date to such and such time frame. Very, very important, okay? Let's move on to number three, okay? Number three in five important leadership skills for follow-up, okay? Number three is something that's close and dear to my heart because oftentimes 
most leaders don't do this. And that is, it's important for you to make sure that you have plotted out, okay, a timeline, not time management that we're talking about now, but you've plotted out a timeline completing tasks, okay? A lot of the time um, when I was delegating or when I was doing, uh, doing certain tasks and it wasn't getting done on time, I did not count the cost, okay? Counting the cost in business as a leader means that you are really needing to see the whole picture from a bird's eye view, you are really trying to get a good grip on what all is needed in order for this goal to be accomplished. And maybe um, I'm not following up properly because I don't have that bird's eye view. I'm not being able to have clarity on it, right? And so you should plot. You should have the skill of knowing how to plot out a timeline for completing a task or a project, or a goal. You should know how to do that. So very, very important. So from the beginning to the end and all those things that happen in between as the leader, you should be able to write a checklist of things that need to occur. This is going to put you in control, give you clarity, and put you on top of things. Very, very important, okay? Let's move on to the next. Thing, the fourth important leadership skill for follow-up that you need to have. You need to be clear on your role, okay? I can't tell you how important this is, is that you yourself as the leader need to be clear of your role. So what am I saying? In other words, get your behind out of that labor role. You can't be in that labor role 100% of the time in your business. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when I use that word labor, what I'm talking about is that there are three important roles that must be played in every business, okay? Labor, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. And um, one of the things that I know is true is that you can know what all three of these roles do and know the importance of each and understand the role that you're supposed to be in and still somehow get yourself dragged back into that labor role. That's because that labor role is a very strong role. It is a demanding role that, hey, somebody has to get this done to service the client or provide a product to a client. And yet you have two other roles that are important, management and entrepreneur visionary, especially so for those of you who are solo entrepreneurs, okay? So I want to say to you, because it's so very, very important, that you've got to be clear on your role as a leader in follow-up. So know that entrepreneur visionary is the most important role for yourself as a leader. It is the planning role. It is the execution role. It is the strategic role. It is the role from which all things in your business flow, from what kind of marketing should we be doing, what is our sales goal, how many clients do we need in order to meet our sales goal, who do we need to talk with, being the empathy and representing your company in front of groups of people so that they will understand. That role is very, very important. That role also delegates. 
that role also follows up and makes sure that reports are coming in so that the CEO can determine the health of the company, okay? So you guys have to understand how important it is to have these follow-up skills, okay? I can't tell you enough about that. The last thing, last but not least, that I think is so important in having follow-up skills, okay, is communications. Communications from you as the CEO is mandatory. And you must understand and know how to communicate not only with your customers, but communicate with the people that you are delegating to to get certain tasks done. But you have got to become a great communicator as the ambassador, as the delegator, okay, and as the company providing the service. You've got to know how to communicate all the way around. So there you have it, ladies. You have the five important leadership skills for follow-up. And when you put these things in place, it's going to be easier for you to follow up. It's going to be easier for you to communicate with your clients, your prospects, and those people on your power team that are going to help you make things happen. have truly enjoyed today's show. We're at the end. Know that I love you with the love of God. I want you to generate that six and seven figure income for yourself. Thank you for listening to Successful Woman Radio. Mark your calendar for next Monday at 12 noon. Bye-bye, everybody.